And with that, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 43rd episode of No Country for Big Men. Now, my name is Patrick Lee <laughs> And sorry, sorry, you know, you know, screw it, screw it. We're throwing everything out the window. Right now, we, me and your hosts, are watching the end of the Sixers and Nets game that is happening on Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. Right now, I am 14 seconds into the stream or into the left in the game. That's where my stream is at. I think RJ is a little bit ahead of me. Jack is looking down at his phone, I believe, something like that. I'm watching the and game on my phone, so yes. He's watching the game on his phone. Uh, Jack, where are you at in your I stream? I didn't think you were actually going to start the show that way. I thought that we would get a little bit of uh, commentary as like a cold open. But, um, well, I mean, now you've opened Pandora's box now at this point. Got to keep rolling with it. Oh, we could, we could, well, we could still start it like that. We can start it like that. I'm not going to do my intro just yet. I'm going to wait until the game has finished. 13 seconds left. Sixers took a timeout. The score is 135-133. Sixers are up two. They have the ball right now. Uh, this game, from a Sixers perspective, I feel like me and RJ share the same emotions and that it's been a little bit annoying. Uh, I'm sure ESPN has just loved this game because it's been hot. It's been heavy and a lot of motions. And it's everything ESPN could have ever asked for. For a game leading up to Jack, your Golden State Warriors versus the Grizzlies. Um, but from a Warriors perspective, from an outsider perspective, Jack, how have you viewed this game? Because it's, it's been sort of a comical game. I mean, it's, been, it's obviously been incredibly entertaining. A significant number of technical fouls. Which is pretty fun, but also pretty ridiculous how quickly they've been giving them out. And they're not let, they're not letting any room for this rivalry to, to breathe, and that's disappointing because the NBA is at its best when it's two teams that genuinely don't like each other. I mean, Memphis, Golden State's right after this, and that's two, actually two teams. Well, that now it could, be, it could be Memphis Lakers, you know? What? As, as a new Memphis, rivalry. Shannon Sharp. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's just Memphis versus Shannon Sharp. That was so I'm funny. I'm still taking Shannon. That was so great. <laughs> Probably. Um, I mean, it's been incredibly entertaining. I actually like a more aggressive Ben Simmons. He actually seems to be kind of going at weaknesses in the Sixers' defense, a.k.a. Montrezl Harrell, and then Montrezl Harrell got yanked. Um, but Wow which is nice to see. It's also makes it all the reason why Ben Simmons is such a frustrating player. Cause it's like, Hey, you probably do that more often, you know? Uh, but he doesn't. And, uh, like I said, I'm kind of surprised nobody's gotten at least tossed, but I, if it wasn't a close game, I think somebody would have, I think somebody would have just done it just to do it. But 
it sounds like you're you're mad because you lost a bet i mean there's still time on the clock well you told me you give me five bucks i i I don't know do i I did the handshake emoji that means it was your hand as well in the emoji no but you didn't reciprocate any like stipulations for him as he's pointing out all you said is that you would give Jack five dollars if Embiid got ejected. This <laughs> that's game. fair. That's fair. You did not say that you owed he owed you five bucks. That's fair. I guess I'm riding high off. You still my, have twelve point four uh, undefeated record. Yeah, we do. Um. So, yeah, this game. Whew. I see. In my opinion, uh, and I'm gonna, you know, not not let my bias seep in too much into this take, or I'm gonna try to, but. Uh, this game has been frustrating um, with with the referees. The They've been, for both ways, I don't know. They, it just seems like they're trying to get this game under control. Uh, but I think they're calling texts at the wrong times or for weird stuff. Like Simmons, uh, you know, at the start of the second half, Niang was like screaming in his ear because he was like hyped up after a play which would be annoying but then like Simmons gives him like a little shove from the hips and they call that a t I, I don't know it's just a natural reaction to to push someone away that's like yelling in your ear um and bead got teed up and Claxton got teed up Claxton didn't even feel like he was saying anything and bead was doing all the chirping but they teed them both up and it looks like the sorry to stop mid take but it looks like the game's over the Sixers Please tell sim- me that counted. What, his three? No, it did not count. It did not count. Oh, but, they didn't cover. Oh, they, they didn't did cover. cover. They didn't cover. Oh, Doc and... Um, oh, they already started the wow, Warrior every- game? Jeez, for a possession into the Warrior game? Holy jeez. That game was a three-hour basketball game. That is nuts. Yeah, it was that so was long game. because of the officiating, like I was saying. They didn't really... They didn't let the emotions go. It felt like they were trying to stop the emotions, but like they were doing the opposite, and it felt like it. Just this attitude towards one another from both teams just kept. They were probably being pretty aware going into it that this was a game that they might have to manage. Um, it isn't. You know, but they managed it poorly. That's my that's my take. Well, yeah, I mean, they probably feel like they cut some things off before anything got started, which again. Was my point earlier? It's like let it start, man. Why not? Nothing wrong with it. Let it go. It's a regular season. This is exact. Like it's, it's January twenty fifth. These are just like the dog days of the league. Playoff races are like a few months from really heating up and being interesting. You know, you're not quite at all star break. It's still basically football season, anyways. So it's like just let them let them go at it, man. Let them yell at each other. Let them shove each other, man. I like that. Plant the seed. Plant the seed for yeah. And then it, you know if these two teams play in April, May, G, you know, or whatever, uh, it'll just be all the better. Jack loves reminding us of when it's the dog days of the NBA season. That is his go-to always it's usually no. because the warriors are usually scrubbing in the middle of january and he needs to remind us that they're scrub they scrubbed in the in the in the i don't know not dog days the anti-dog days 
Anti-dog days. Well, this season, sure. Cat days. But in past seasons, usually I feel like this is where the Warriors are. They would lose focus, yeah. And be like, whatever. Exactly. But typically they'd have enough of a cushion at the top of the standings and then coast. But, you know, right. they have a cushion at the top of the play-in, maybe. They don't even have that. So that's that's not even an accurate joke, but whatever. All right, all right, all right. Hold on. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Come on now. Now that the Sixers game is over, the drama is suspended for now. We'll wait until they meet again. Uh, maybe KD will be playing there. Let me, let's get to the intro, yeah? I mean, I haven't even said your guys' nicknames. Like, I don't even know what to call you for this episode. So, so let's get back on track because that's what we do here at No Country for Big Men. We get back on track. We get you back on track because this is the media you need to hear. All right? The stuff that you need in your life. All right? And my name is Patrick Leapart, and I'm one of your three incredible hosts here for the show. And I'm joined my two co-hosts and experts, some would say. First one, Ryan, a.k.a. The majestic, the vivacious, the beautiful bald eagle. And by Jack. <laughs> Oof. AKA the gold digger. Yeah, I know. I understand where you're trying. Uh, uh, are I you see. kidding me? I you guys are it. smart. <laughs> you guys are smart. I see it. Uh, that, this just hung up on the bald eagle. Yeah, right. RJ, the, the fucking doctor here, doesn't doesn't know what I'm putting down. All right, Doc. You, we were just <laughs> talking about the Sixers, and you tried to say, you did a whole bit about how we get back on track, and we immediately go to a different topic. It's so called the intro, and it's called your nickname, and it's called football, America's favorite pastime, and it's called our teams, the Eagles, and your team, Jack, the Niners, facing off in the NFC Championship. But hey, not going off track here. I'm not going off track. That's for later in the show. So sit tight. Here we go. We got a great episode for you guys. I mean, I hope you enjoyed last epi episode, Epi 42. Shout out to the late, great Jackie Robinson. Uh, we may have been a bit rusty. <laughs> Jack's on me. Late? I just, I didn't. Do you, how, how long did he die? Like, when did he die? Do you, don't you say late for people who have like recently died? I thought you just said late for people. I that feel have like passed. late. It's a they're just then doctor confirmed former, former. Okay, <laughs> but deceased late, great. Jackie so late Robinson, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, Jack, I thought you were about to say like late. He's still alive. I'm like, there's no way Jackie Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he almost stumped me there. Um, anyway, shout out to Jackie Robinson, 42. Um, so we may have been a bit rusty, you know, how to shake off the dust because they had been, a, it's been a while since our last epi, you know? He died but 50 my years ago. Nope, nope, that's a lie. That's a lie. He got, <laughs> oh, no, he did die 50 years ago. Never mind. <laughs> what is that's, happening? Well, what I originally read it. I thought it was his birthday. It was actually the time he was spent married to his spouse, which ended in 1972, <laughs> but that's also when he died. So I'm assuming. Uh, hey. So I originally was Murder. reading off his marriage only to realize that he no. also died in the same year that it says his marriage ends. So they do say till death do you part. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> 
Doc Spitting's facts over here. The the bald eagle is coming in. It's the Mrs. Robinson at. Oh, <laughs> see, he didn't even have that one on deck. Like that was off the top of the dome. He didn't know what I was gonna say. This this sh- okay. Anyway, R. anyway, late. whatever. Jackie Robinson. My personal opinion. We knocked it out of the fack and pack so last still episode. Late George Washington too. <laughs> Yo, Martha though. <laughs> You know, Not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So this episode is already another classic. I mean, it's an all time great. <laughs> just from the start, <laughs> just from the start. This is one of the best we've ever done. And but I do I do need to apologize. I, I want to apologize. Apologize to the audience um, for my audio quality from last episode. You know, we had a guest who has appeared on the show before. He decided to to take the my mic cable. He thought it would be funny if he hijacked my cable and put it away in his apartment. Um, but, you know, it has been recovered. Uh, the issue has been dealt with. He will no longer be appearing on the show. Uh, and now my voice is sounding crispy as ever. So, again apologize for the audio issues last episode but here we are you know moving on to some more serious stuff uh and because the show is nothing but stern men berating each other with hot and juicy takes you know we're so fucking serious here um jack sorry we started last episode with the warriors so this week we start with the red hot sixers am i right rj am i right red hot sixes that's right, baby. I mean, we could jump back into the Nets game if you guys want to, uh, since we technically did start the show with that. Uh, we could, you know, maybe some quick thoughts. You know, you don't really have time to prepare for what for what you're about to say. You don't get to sit on it, sleep on it. Uh, let's let's hear some quick hot takes from that Nets game. RJ, you've been quiet. Come on. I mean, I think it was a pretty wild game in general. You didn't really have a strong start for Embiid and give Claxton credit. He played up to the billing that he's been performing at all season. It was really outlier shooting performances by both teams. Maxi was absolutely unreal from behind the arc. I don't know exactly what he shot, but it felt like he couldn't miss. Seth Curry is going off. I think the Nets at like towards halftime shot 69% from the floor and the Sixers were at 59%. It was just crazy shooting um, that kind of moved both teams along in addition to all the fouls that were mentioned before. But I, I don't know. I think it speaks to the team's depth that we're saying. It speaks to the fact that even if Embiid's kind of having an off night for his standards, that they could still beat a quality opponent like this. I'm down for that. And yeah, it was an exciting win. Glad that we finally felt the real energy of Simmons returning with Embiid and Harden both giving him rib shots too. Um, <laughs> it did yeah, seem no, like it that. A, it did seem like that. They like they like bounced a great win, though. between each other at one point. Like one of them just shoved him and then the other one just shoved him back. 
<laughs> yeah, and there was another point where like Embiid is running down the floor, notices that he could set a cheap <laughs> back uh uh behind the back screen <laughs> on Simmons. And it's not it's a totally illegal screen as most screens are in the NBA. He's not set at all, and it's basically just like a no armed block on I'm, Simmons. I like it. it just <laughs> Oh, I love the physicality too, and I don't blame Simmons for like his push on Niang, for example. I thought that was weak, as you mentioned, Pat, to call a technical on that, especially given what that man is enduring with the crowd <laughs> and with everything else. But I kind of wish I was in Wells Fargo booing with him. Plus, I mean, come game. on, is he? Is Ben Simmons going to start throwing punches? Like, no. He was no, looking fired up. He would just yeah. throw out this little uh, fuming emoji, the one that's shooting. Steam uh, he gets that little nose. smile yeah, on his face, little... you know, like he's kind of laughing at it. Like, it's a smirk. Yeah, he's... it's not a smile. It's a smirk. Okay, well, does a smile does a smirk yeah. contain a smile? I think so. Wow. No, a smile contains a smirk. I think a smirk's like a half smile. Smirk definition: smile in an irritatingly smug, conceited, or silly way. Checkmate. Um, um, I, enjoy- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't just get to say checkmate and then move on. Oh, no, <laughs> That's not yes, the you, world do. Works. you can't move anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Yeah, I mean, uh, would, would you, you, Jack, you said earlier, you, this was a very entertaining game and this is exactly what ESPN wants. And it was entertaining. Uh, Sixers got the dub, which makes for two happy co-hosts here. Uh, so now the show can thrive off our energy. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Well, now you got the Warriors, so you better focus up here. No watching the Warriors during this recording. Come on. Well, I have been. Um, <laughs> but I will say, hey, before before I'm going to interrupt you before your Warriors take or Sixers take or whatever you're about to say, uh, Curry and Jaw both got fresh cuts. It is quite apparent, and they both look pretty good. So good for them i did not notice that but thank you um i'll I'll keep an eye out for it and you don't know what jaws did he cut off the he didn't cut off his i think he just cleaned up no no he just cleaned it up a little bit you know and then curry just went full just took full buzz top full buzz good for him just super um thin now i want to see as always with the Sixers at this time, I mean, most teams at this time, I need to see the game flow, the popcornmachine.net uh, game flow of uh, the rotations because, uh, unfortunately, I was having audio issues with what we were trying to set up earlier, so I didn't really even watch the final, like, eight minutes of the fourth quarter. Correct me if I'm wrong, but was the I believe the I saw that the closing lineup was Maxi Harden, Melton, Tobias, and Embiid? Do you can you confirm? Yeah. Yep. Okay. That is confirmed. Indeed. PJ seems to be being taken out of the game, late game situation. Good. That's. I mean, that's yep. the big like long term observation that I can make because those are the five best Sixers players, and I think yeah, like you roll those guys out there in crunch time, and you're probably gonna win a lot of ball games together. So I, that that was nice to see. I'm glad that they're. It, at least phasing him out of that auto crunch time role that he was in for, I think, a little bit too long. And, you know, if they still start him, whatever, starting's overrated. 
based off oh. who it's where. Um, don't tell Maxi. Don't, don't tell Maxi. <laughs> oh, he, he texted Doc. We're gonna hey, get can we, into can we talk that. about Doc being a liar? Yeah, yeah. We will talk about that. We will talk about that. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Fucking liar. He's a fucking liar. You're a fucking liar, Glenn. I'm calling him Glenn now. That's, that was so funny. That's funny. That's funny. Um, um, can we well, talk though about the Sixers being five and zero on okay. a road hey, trip? Yeah, yeah. Like, Here, out west. That can was I, crazy. I can. I can start us off there. I can start us off. Um, so, <laughs> what? I mean, I just start us off. Start with, us with off with the little intro. With the little intro into the Bald Sixers. Eagle, segment. Yeah, started at the top. Um. Go with through see, the nicknames let's see. again. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let me let me give you all a little recap of what the uh, Sixers have been up to since we last recorded. And um, yeah, let me check the list here. Oh yeah, they've been winning, baby, undefeated on the West Coast trip. Kings of the Mormons, check. Kings of L.A., check. Kings of P-Town, sorry, Mark, shout out, check. Kings of the Kings. And I must say, they did beat this Red Hot Kings team without JoJo and Harden. So that's very nice. I do like that. And now they are the Kings of Brooklyn after their massive game against the Nets tonight. It was at home. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. They're still the Kings. King, Kings of the Nets. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. But, you know, as for the road trip. So just a train right this, away. This, this was a dream come true for a Sixers fan, you know. You get a wild game in Utah where Embiid wears his clutch jeans again and hits a game winner. Dub. Then you have another wild game in LA where it comes down to the wire and Embiid once again hits a game winner. Dub. Dub. Sixers stay in Los Angeles and pick up a solid victory over the Clippers. JoJo scores 41. Dub. Go up north, take care of business in Portland. Dub. Back down south. To take on the hot kings without Embiid and Harden. And guess what? That's that's a fucking dub. That's a dub right there. Uh and you know, Maxi finishes his game being the leading scorer with 32 on 12 of 29 shooting. So uh, but you know, Maxi he showed something surprising after that game that we usually don't see from the young stud. And uh that was frustration. That was frustration because there is a clip of his presser after the game uh, where he was answering a question about a recent comment Glenn Rivers has made um, <laughs> that about Maxi coming off the bench. Uh, because as we briefly touched upon last episode, Maxi and Melton, that, that whole situation was going to go back and forth and Maxi was starting to come off the bench for that. Melton was getting the starting position and I believe the quote was that Doc, sorry, Glenn said that Maxi called him late at night saying that he would want to come off the bench for the team. Um, I want to come off the bench, coach. You know, not a bad Maxi impression. <laughs> I mean, you sound like a 22-year-old, I guess. I don't know. Sounded more like Bill Simmons to me. Oh, shout out. That Lord. was like Cousin Sal's Bill Simmons impression. Yes, exactly. Uh, let's let's dig it a little deeper, shall we? I mean, like that's what we do here. We investigate on the show our favorite teams. Capital J journalism. It, it's a fucking capital. It's all caps, baby. It's all caps. But 
it's funny because it, during that presser, I don't know if you guys noticed, but like Maxi was like fidgety and like visually like frustrated with like what was what was going on. Can we get a and, new segment? Because we have an actual doctor, but let's do the Patrick body language doctor. I'm down. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best I'm tell. In. It is the best I diagnosis. In. He was fidgety. I no no. You, well, you didn't let me finish. You didn't let me finish because it's a funny joke. It was a funny joke because <laughs> what, what RJ? What are you gonna? Are you gonna? I'm sorry. You gonna, <laughs> I wanna no. I want you to finish your joke now. <laughs> uh, uh, he seemed uncomfortable. Started from the top. Uh, I, he seemed fidgety during his presser. He seemed uncomfortable during his presser because he was upset and it seemed like he had like an allergic reaction like the fucking poor bastard because every time i watched him one he's working hard and two <laughs> the guy's always in a cheery mood he never seems to be upset about anything uh so like any interview with mad max he's happy because he gets to play basketball for a living uh and he he says it with a smile so seeing this presser to me it was it was funny because it's like you could tell he was upset, but he didn't really know how to how to handle his emotions because he's like not usually upset. And uh, he pretty much just said he's got to be the bigger man. Uh, he said, I believe that he's a starter in this league. It's just weird that the head coach would lie. <laughs> just straight up lie. Dog? Uh, Glenn? No. Uh, I, I mean, I have my thoughts on this, but I... I've been talking for a while here, RJ. What do you what do you make of this situation of Maxi coming off the bench? Does he seem more frustrated with Doc lying? Does he seem more frustrated with the benching or what? It's weird. I, it's weird. Well, just going back to uh, Jack's proposed segment where you're a body language doctor i do think that you have your phd in intangibles with your identification of maxi's work ethic and now you're analyzing maybe you're just an expert in maxi honestly i think i might be. um i'm also wondering i'm trying to find the exact quote because as you present the doc or the glenn quote you know if it's verbatim something along the lines of Maxi called me and he said that he wants to. What if this was what I'm thinking is maybe he's not lying after all. What if Doc gave Maxi an ultimatum and said, by the end of tonight, you need to decide if you're in with this move or not. <laughs> I see. And so Maxi is calling him late at night, waiting until the very end of the day because he's pissed off about it. And then he makes the call to Doc and... Doc's not lying. The point of the call is he's saying that he wants to come off the bench, but it was a little bit more force than that. I don't know if Doc's lying, and I can tell from Pat's analysis that Maxie is pissed. He was. But, yeah, he was after that game. And, you know, you, he could have been riding the emotions of that game because he comes out as a starter because Jojo and, and beat are out. And obviously you have to start Maxi in that situation. And he's a team leading scorer and he's the one that propels him to a victory. And then you get asked like, Oh, how's it feel coming off the bench? He's like, you know what? I should be a starter. I should start because I am a starter in this league. And in my opinion, he is. Um, but just because of the lineup and how it shapes up, it's just right now he is, 
it's better for him to come off the bench, in my opinion. Because, you know, objectively, if these guys are professionals and their goal is to win basketball games, if coming off the bench is what wins basketball games for Maxi, then that's what he should do. And these guys are professional and that's that's what it comes down to. But it's just weird, you know, RJ, you're making a case that maybe Glenn wasn't lying, but I, do you really believe Maxie called him up and was like, hey, I'm cool with this. Let I, me come off the bench. I mean, so I feel like if it was a reasonable and mature dynamic between coach and player, it would be a kind of mutual decision that is agreed upon, even if you know, it's forced by one party or the other. I don't think Maxi fabricated this on his own. I don't think he's surfing Reddit or popcorn basketball machine and saying, you know what? I ran the numbers doc. Yeah. 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 That's the one he's like, I I ran the numbers Glenn. And uh, I think it makes sense for me to come off the bench. I don't think that's the case, especially given his reaction, but it does show maturity that he didn't completely throw a temper tantrum or a mutiny about it. You saw a hero have to go through something similar, albeit for, I think different reasons there um, where he was just struggling in the starting lineup and performed well off the bench. Maxi was the leading scorer again tonight and he was coming off the bench. So it's still possible for him to obviously have a huge role. He's still in the last five minute lineup which to me is the one that matters more than the starting lineup. I don't give two shits about that personally, but maybe there's also contract incentives involved here for games started. Maybe Maxi wants his dough. Have we investigated and that? That's probably what, like why he might be initially resistant to coming off the bench because that usually, you know, people traditionally usually look at the starting lineup and think those are your best guys. And then, go from there i think the league's gotten a lot smarter and who it pays and who's a who it doesn't uh i mean you already mentioned hero he's about to make 27 mil a year pool's about to make almost 29 mil a year i think it goes up probably year by year after that like there's clearly you know and maxi's kind of that level player so he's probably in line for that level of payday i think and there's precedent for it, right? There's precedent for bench guys getting a pretty significant payday. So, you know, maybe, you know, he's not a max guy, so, but pretty darn close in terms of the payday he can get. And I don't like, you know, Daryl Morey's their GM too. You know, these guys aren't dumb enough to be like, well, you're technically a bench player. Like, <laughs> like they don't, they don't think like that anymore. Maybe public, you know, public perception, perhaps. I mean, I guess maybe his those maxi shoes and those maxi brand, uh, with New Balance brand that I am now. I didn't know he was New Balance, but uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's better if he's starting. But I have a feeling it's better if they make a deep run into the playoffs rather than whether he starts. So, major facts. Spitting over here. Spitting over here. Yeah, I mean, I don't see any reason why Glenn would feel the need to lie. I mean, maybe to We're actually back on the line. <laughs> I just, That's I just funny. don't, I don't like. Why would he need to lie about the situation, Maxi? Like, I get it. Like, people and the experts talk about some of the best players in the leagues having egos, 
and like you sort of need an ego to to be as dominant as you need to be maxi you know is sort of the opposite of that he doesn't seem like he has an ego at all he doesn't really talk shit or whatever he just he just plays ball i don't know it's 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 weird um but jack i like your point at the end of the day yeah you need to just win playoff games and and rj you said final five minutes lineup most important lineup in the game so uh yeah just just a weird little hiccup in the season um and in the end i think it attracted more attention at least from a like a fan base standpoint because when you sent that video of his presser rj it was like what like i haven't like i said i haven't seen this from max you know i've been watching him work so hard all the time you know he's just always in the gym now he's now he's angry now he's angry at his own head coach anyways i think i think you know at the end of the day we as fans and as media uh, we don't. We know so little about the internal dialogue of like what happens in these teams, um, and I think it, I know that's part of the fun, and that's why sports media is so popular. You know, there's always so much speculation. There's so much unknown, and it, it adds to the drama. It adds to the drama of the team, of the of the games, of of everything, and and you get a better product. So. Um, of course, you don't want to see this this type of reaction from one of your star players, but you don't want to see your head coach potentially lying to the team. But, you know, in the end, they could be fine behind closed doors because these, these guys see each other every day. I have a feeling that nobody cares within that building. <laughs> <laughs> I think Doc just it said it like... because Doc's a media guy and says wild shit every now and again the media and probably lied about it to make it seem like it was easier conversation or that it was a conversation when it probably wasn't but i don't think it like i like i said i think max would probably be fine and everybody's fine <laughs> as long as you get paid you will be fine I, he'll get paid i think he'll be fine he, exactly he will get paid a lot of money uh, and rightfully so because he's because he's a hard worker god damn it He's a fucking hard worker. You see how much time he puts in the gym. Uh, I will say Doc does have the leg up on Harden for acting skills. Uh, you know, new, Turn, new, turns new out ad. that's not Doc's voice. That's he's just been in character this entire time. Oh, nice. Jabs at his uh, at his frog like voice. Nice job, Jack. Thank you. God damn it. Well, that's <laughs> that's his character's voice. That's my point. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, but besides this little drama, guys, Sixers, second in the East, uh, 31 and 16. Eat he, shit, haters. I mean, it, it's, yeah. What are they, like, three three games behind Boston now? I don't have Correct. They're half came up on Milwaukee. Big, big. And uh, big game against That's the Nets. That's a big half game right there, Jacko. That's a big half game. When they game, play right? two quarters against each other, that's going to be nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's on his troll shit tonight. I think he's antsy. He wants to talk Warriors. He wants to watch the Warriors. So, you know. <laughs> I, just, let's, let's... I don't know. They're not playing defense. So I'll just play offense, too. 
Right now it is 24-22. Golden State is up on the Memphis Grizzlies end of the first. So now perfect time to segue into the Warriors. You know, they're on a commercial break. Jack is focused up. Uh, but the Warriors right now are sitting 10th in the West with the record of 20 Can I make one quick, I think, uh, significant point, which we've talked about with the East before, that um, Miami sucks. Uh, Miami sucks, yeah. Well, sort of on that note in that, <laughs> <laughs> that like – if you're the two seeds, a big deal. I think just, I mean, you'll play whoever wins that play in game, but the likelihood, like, I almost feel like the top six is pretty set. Not that an injury won't come in and maybe blow it up. Like it, you know, Durant's been injured. Donovan Mitchell's been injured. Like it'll happen again. You know, I'm not that high on Miami this year, but you'd rather not see them in the first round. Even if you're the three seed, like you'd rather just mess around with either the Knicks, Hawks, Pacers, Bulls, Wizards, Raptors, whatever. Uh, and whatever comes out of that group and then get home court advantage in that second round is really the big deal here. Cause if you're say that, say it's, you know, between you and Milwaukee in the second round there, like that's a significant advantage being at home. Cause since you know, we're talking about two pretty tight teams. Brooklyn, same thing. That two versus three seed's a big, you know, pretty big deal for what's going to be a pretty probably brutally tough Eastern Conference semifinals because I think the East is, you know, significantly more top heavy than the West. And if you were ranking contenders, you'd have a, you'd probably have, gee, I mean, I don't know, you'd have. Denver and Memphis up there, but other than that, then there'd be like five of four or five other East teams before you probably got to another West team. So, so it's a big deal that half game. That half game, I would take the top four in the East over the top two in the West in any seven game series. Healthy, assuming healthy. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I I'd I'd have to spend a lot more time <laughs> just to think about that. But yeah, well, I'll make it easy for you. Jokic is on one of those the, teams. The top, <laughs> yeah, I know what you, I know what you're gonna say. I know what you. What do you have them? What do you have them sixth in that group? What? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I mean, uh, have you said that Boston through Brooklyn? Which I, I guess I should just say Boston, Philly, Bucks, Brooklyn were your top four teams. Period. That you thought that I then I think that that's somewhat fair. I would probably put Denver probably ahead of Brooklyn at the least. But I thought you were gonna specifically out the Sixers. There, probably so Sixers too. For that. But <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, nice try, nice try. I I'd, I'd have to think about that. Take the Knicks over the Nuggets. Well, okay. That's it. We don't Jack Jack brought us back in the Sixers, but Well the Warriors number one title contenders. Okay, there you go. Back into the Warriors. We're back in the Warriors. And they're twenty three and twenty four. Let's see if they can get to five hundred after this game. Um, but they're facing right now new rivals, Memphis Grizzlies, which young team talk a lot of shit. A lot of shit. Shannon Sharp. Shout out Shannon Sharp. Uh, sort of hilarious, you know. 
he apologized. And at the end of the day, it's like, dude, no, this is exactly what LA wants. This is exactly what the NBA wants. You know, they drama, man. That's what, that's what gets people going. I haven't seen an apology from Dylan Brooks. You know, he called Shannon Sharp a pedestrian. So why would she uh, Dylan Brooks apologize? Uh, yeah. Why would he need to apologize? Cause he's an asshole. <laughs> I mean, that might be true. I don't know. So that means he's going to apologize? Out of everyone. Yeah, if you're an asshole, you should apologize randomly into the air. Just, I'm sorry, I'm an asshole. As long as you acknowledge that, you would stop being an asshole, though. That type of person is not an asshole. And an asshole is not that person. I think you can be an asshole and apologize sometimes because. The idea that Shannon Sharp goes to Lakers game and just heckles is. Just absolutely hilarious. Like, what? Like, why? Why would? Why would you do that? Why would you? Like, you're Shannon Sharp. Why would? Why would you spend any of your time just heckling Dylan Brooks? Drama about because of the drama. I mean, it's just so silly. All of it, and the fact that he that he came back to his seat and like watched the rest of the game that he didn't even get kicked out. Like, how do you not get kicked out for this? This is Shannon Sharp. This is like the 101. I mean, I I get that. I don't know. Par- they love it. Partial to sure, but I mean, what do we? They all love it. They don't care. None of it matters. If you, yeah, if you have money, if you have any type of celebrity status, you have power. So, wow, uh, deep. We're we're, we're off power track. Sharp. He is just. <laughs> did you see he apologized to his style? I think his stylist is like someone that he, yes. you know because yeah, like, he did apologize to his stylist. But I think his stylist actually got more. Uh, That's what I mean. Plus, nobody like. What small fraction of your I, I I don't know. Anyways, I mean, in in the end, like they say, any press is good press. So you come are on. dropping. He apologized deep to his grandkids. Here. He did apologize to his grandkids. <laughs> Shannon apologized to his grandkids. Grandchildren. Oof. Yes. Oof. <laughs> because that some because he said someday they'll see and understand what I did. <laughs> Bro, you didn't like. Do anything that bad, like just say you're sorry. It shouldn't have yelled, acted. Yelled at them, silly, and then go about your business yelling at Skip. There you go. There you go. Skip you couldn't was separate. Totally fine. Not just couldn't separate heckling Skip there. from heckling Dylan Brooks. Yeah, he he couldn't take the workplace. You know, he, he brought it back home with him. Couldn't take take himself out of the workplace. Anyway, we're we're off track. You know, let's get back on track. We're yeah, perfectly yeah, on track. On. What are you? Are you writing something? Are you writing notes? Are you I'm watching the game the... on my phone. Oh, you're... God, you know, and I, I literally don't mean anything by this except the statement itself. Steph has WNBA swag with his shooting sleeve. I complimented. I, like <laughs> I complimented the shooting. I'm not sleeve saying us. it's a bad thing. I just feel like the WNBA players they'll have like their leggings on only one leg the shooting sleeve on only one arm it kind of like does the same effect for me i i especially I completely, with these uniforms i completely disagree i, I see like nfl players well, he's balanced one, he has a leg sleeve. he has a sleeve on his left leg and a sleeve on his left arm but anyway warriors jack are you ready you ready to talk warriors i know it's sort of we're getting the never second quarter here. i usually don't have much to say are you i mean like are you focused up? I know the Warriors are playing right now. Oh, yeah, like I'll said, be fine. new rivals. Yeah, Unlike so, them, occasionally I'll be locked in. 
Wow. Okay. So they're 10th in the West. <laughs> Back and forth with the wins and losses. They seem to win one and then drop one. Uh, sort of a brutal loss to the Celtics in Boston because I felt, me personally, you guys could have won that game. Uh, but guess. in the end, you guys, you, you Warriors. Um, I would have just forced that and left. Oh, wow. So, oh, and now I got to bleep it. And oh, pressure God. Jalen <laughs> We're Ball. back. Yeah. We're back, baby. Um, so are you a <laughs> hater now? Do I hate? No, he gave us a title. Oh, <laughs> oh that is fucking sick. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was amazing. Thing. Love him. <laughs> <laughs> well, y- yes. So. Okay. Take it away. I'm taking it away. I'm sorry. <laughs> Take it away. Just like, like ooh, like, Kaminga, nice little mid range uh, step back there. <laughs> so the so, so since yeah, since we last spoken, head. it's just been like classic. Every time this team, I think, is turning a corner, they they're, they're, they're back to losing a game. I don't uh, back down the dark alley. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. This is another corner. Uh, for them to turn, keep turning left. They just keep turning, and and it's yeah. They just keep turning the same direction. That's exactly. That's precisely it. They just keep turning the same direction. And they're just doing a damn square around the same block. Um, but actually, though, the biggest thing that occurred in uh, Warriors Land, at least big picture, the stuff that matters the most, was today. Was this morning? And it was an article in The Athletic written by Warriors beat writers Marcus Thompson, Anthony Slater, and NBA reporter Sam Amick titled, Why the Warriors Are in Danger of Losing Bob Myers. Oh! Whoa. (laughs) 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 It it took less, like a little bit, you know, not that this stuff is going to dominate any uh, headlines by any means, it did not because I did not see it. Right. So it closed this morning. And, you know, look, part of it is, long story short, Bob Myers, general manager of the Golden State Warriors, and he is out of contract in July. He's been the general manager of them for some time now, certainly been the general manager since they started this run. And he is, it seems to be, most reporting says that he's not quite paid as you know a handful of some of the other top considered top gms are in the league and he certainly wants to be one and that's certainly fair and so some of this might just be the fact that you know they they haven't come to any kind of agreement yet the reporting by slater thompson and amick seem to say that you know, there's some people within the Warriors that believe that it might not necessarily happen, that they might not necessarily come to an agreement. But this could, at the end of the day, just be, you know, classic negotiating XYZs, negotiating with the Warriors owner, Joe Lacob. However, I think that, you know, if they lose him, it would certainly be a big deal. He's been a very good general manager for them for a while now. But the biggest thing that I think actually came from this article is not so much the contractual standoff that's occurring between those two as much as it is a small paragraph uh, that occurred in sort of more towards... Small, but apparently it's very big. Very large. Fantastic. Yes. 
And so what they wrote is, quote, but the same constant ambition that makes the Warriors an elite franchise is the same constant ambition that grinds on those in direct orbit. Sources say Lacob, the Warriors owner, is more involved than ever in the day-to-day personnel choices. He studies draft, attends workouts, and crafts big boards. He played an Uh influential role in the franchise's (laughs) choice to use its five recent picks on upside teenagers instead of rerouting some of that capital into older and reliable help to maximize the present, end quote. That should raise a lot of red flags. Yep. Uh, In how Golden State is currently running, how they will continue to run if if Bob Myers does leave this summer that leaves joe lacob with somebody to hire that if you know i mean that probably has less power within that building than myers does to maybe tell lacob i don't think that's a good idea i don't think that's a good move formulate his own opinions have his own body of work to stand on um you know, Pat Riley is credited with the disease of more, which is his point in that the demise of top teams is often not necessarily that another team comes and dethrones them as much as it is they start to beat themselves, usually typically through ego, right? Somebody wants more credit. They want more playing time. Excellent. They want more role on offense. They want more. I mean, yeah, or just somewhat of a conversation, although you know, tends to happen once you kind of win and then everybody kind of wants a bigger piece of the pie. Uh, And Joe Lacob has openly talked about sort of how his admiration for Jerry Buss and the Lakers in that era when I think the Lakers during his ownership, you know, the Buss family obviously still owns it, but until he died or at least until he passed on uh, a lot of the management duties, you know, they made the finals like 50% of the seasons that he, like, owned them. Um, I think that it's the type of owner legacy that Joe Lacob wants to be. Starting to get pretty worried that about getting too influential role in the franchise's choices because usually that's a sign of bad ownership, right? That's, like, all you got to do is look, you know, to... A, three hours down the road to Sacramento for, I don't know, remember what that is. And you've got an owner that's way too hands-on and they're doing well right now, but like year over year, just stupid choices that happen over it. You know, you start to worry that they, that Joe Laka because of ego wants to usher in this new, you know, the two timelines as they've been calling it, uh, era and push guys out the door who could win now, or at least not make moves for guys who could win, help them win now, in order to usher in this next generation of guys that, I mean, A, they haven't done anything, but B, you know, no guarantees that they do anything after that as well. So I just, it, it was by far the most concerning thing I've, I've, I've read about Golden State's internal structure in some time. And, you know, I don't want to blame him too much or call him out too much because of sort of still projecting possibilities that or, or crossroads that haven't occurred yet, right? They still very much might come to an agreement between Bob Myers and Joe Lacob 
Like, they very well could tra- make a trade at the deadline this year, although I think that's pretty unlikely. But it's still possible that even if they don't do one at the deadline this year, they do one over the summer or something like that. So, again, I'm, I, you know, I don't want to, like, be too critical of him. And he spent an insane amount of money and overall been a really, really amazing owner, as good as you can really be. But separation of owner and front office to coach to player exists for a reason and should be like that and uh it's concerning if he wants to feel like he's the architect of this when the architect of this is steph curry first of all but if he feels like he is the one that you know needs to pull the strings and wants credit for basically going beyond steph or just extending that then i think they're sac- they might be sacrificing a little too much now, and it's just overall a tad bit concerning. So, I've got some more stuff on them on the court that I could briefly go over, but, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that is not exactly what I want to hear about an owner. Oh, my God, Kaminga. Holy shit, he just yammed that. First off, yeah, don't ever say... You're going to go. All right, you can go. Yeah, do- you can actually let me go, or are you going to tell me you're going to let me go? Uh... You can go now. All right. First off, Jack, don't ever say that these young upside players haven't done anything, okay? Kaminga tore up the G League. He has done something in his career. Show some respect. He just hit that corner three, too. I hope they don't part with Second of all, I love the idea of breaking down these barriers that you're talking about getting these owners more involved in front office affairs. And then you said also the separation between players, coaches, coaches, front office, front office ownership. Let's break it all down. Let's see Lake up on the court with <laughs> Steph Curry. Let's see if he can bang in a corner three. I want to see it. You're paying money. You're paying billions of dollars for these teams. Give them an experience. If he wants to Let's save go. money on luxury tax, then... Man, he should take up that 15th roster spot. Exactly. Or Udonis Haslam. I guess my two cents from this pretty intriguing article that you brought to my attention um, is that starting to sound like a Jerry Jones situation That's right That's precisely here. what I've heard people say, so yeah. Guess what? Uh, ever since Jerry Jones taken over operations, uh, they did win a Super yeah. Bowl. But yeah, that was what with Jimmy Johnson. Then Jimmy Johnson was like, "I don't know yeah. what you're doing," he, and then he left. Yeah, Dacker. Um, and now sorry. we get Dak. Yeah, sorry to all the Cowboys fans. Shout out Mark. Um, Why us. don't apologize to them? They should uh, apologize to us. <laughs> that's, they should. That's funny. Um, second of all, yeah, I mean like. You're you're paying the most in luxury tax, so maybe there's like, he's like, it's my fucking money. I get like I'm gonna do what I want. Like it's not like he team. he hasn't been a part of this. There's a lot of owners who would have said no way, I'm not paying that much, and they and they would have said that three years ago. Uh, you know, it's not to say everybody doesn't have their role to play. Bob Myers does too. There's a lot of people that probably, you know probably say how good is bob myers really i mean look at the stars that they didn't draft they didn't draft those guys that bob meyer era i think he drafted draymond and that was it they inherited stuff they inherited so did like they inherited stuff you know like 
the reality is that 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 at the end of the day, Steph Curry should be getting paid more money. I mean, that's really that's really all. I mean, ultimately, what we're probably talking about here, and that's why it's frustrating that it might be ego that stops them from competing this year, and if they're not willing to move off of younger guys at the deadline, and I'm also not entirely sure that there's anything out there that those young guys can get them like i said i definitely don't think they'll move off kuminga since he's been the one that's actually turned into kind of a winning and useful player who if they had a playoff rotation today he would be in moody's been dnps most of the year and has not been good wiseman was pretty rough for a long time put in a few good games but then got hurt again they don't have a ton of picks to throw around um you know, and young players are cheap, so it makes nice for the luxury tax, which, I again, I don't blame Lake up for drawing a line because, you know, they are going to start operating at a loss here, uh, you know, and, and unfortunately, I understand why, why, why you're not going to do that. So, like, again, I, you know, I don't want to say that, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to complain about it. It's just like the, my antenna, you know, my ears are perked up here my antennas are up here with how this is going to go and and my point is is that this is not entirely writing on the wall that this thing is that this era certainly is ending i mean you knew it would be but my concern is that lakeup is almost through ego basically pushing that like he showed up to the g league on wiseman's g league debut in a with his wife in a wiseman jersey on the side like sideline it's a very supportive owner <laughs> but that's kind of weird no like that's a little Gotta bit past the eye test that's a kid. little bit too supportive right to the point where like you've heard people talk about how much like a likes Wiseman and wants Wiseman to be good and it's like okay how badly do you want that to happen because my ultimate concern and this is total total projecting and wild speculation uh oh I love but it like, I want to hear it again Steph Curry is the main architect of most of this every single guy has been really important and played their role from Kerr to Myers to Lakeup to the other stars. But again, Steph was there before Lakeup bought the team. Don't you think there might be a little part of Lakeup that wants to prove that they could be good without him? And I'm not saying that they're not, you know, he's not going to go anywhere. I don't see them not, you know, I don't see Steph not being a warrior, at least while he's like actually really good. But, but like, like you said, these guys all have some, you know, when does the disease of more set in? When does the ego set in of like, is there not a part of like of that probably thinks, yeah, he is the checkbook. He is the one that did change the just shitty, I don't know, lethargic franchise that the Warriors were under the previous ownership that had really no interest in trying. He did, and he deserves huge credit. And I mean, hell, it was a monumental task to get a stadium built in San Francisco real estate where it is like... The fact that they got that through is a pretty big deal as well. But no, it's like, they ruined Oracle, and you know that was a bad decision. Yeah, I mean, Oracle was an incredible place. It was also probably due for a bit of a a remix here. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, the the point is, is you don't you don't want them to. Like, I'd rather leave it a little too long with this group of 
core guys and try and and yeah maybe that hurts you in a few years because you don't have a second rounder or two or you don't have Moses Moody anymore you don't have James Wiseman anymore or what but I think that you god damn it Jordan Poole (laughs) and that's the Warriors season someone's been watching the last dance documentary and realizing that you gotta enjoy a good thing while it lasts except Lakeup's gonna be like the Jerry Krause of this Exactly. Exactly. Because Reinsdorf, the owner for the Bulls, just probably didn't really give up that much of a shit. You know what, Jack? I got. I got to thank you because heading into this pod, I thought you know I had it bad with Maxi being a little disgruntled. He wasn't starting. You know, maybe showed a little frustration about something that's not going to matter. But here, here we are. You're coming in. And your whole organization might be upended. And, <laughs> well, and, yeah, it could be. And cast away and gone. And because because the person who's paying the bucks wants to make decisions, when in reality, you got to have someone else making decisions who knows a bit more about basketball than you. But your wallet's super big, so you pay for the whole team. So, yeah, I, I'd definitely be a little worried if I were you. The wo- the Wally scale, Jack... Right now, what is the Wally scale? Uh, well, I usually I usually try and keep that to on the court performance. I mean, but Wally scale because it's just I I can't adjust the Wally scale for off the court unless something's actually happening. Like they've reported, like they they just reported the fact that Joe Lacob's been far more influential and in the decision making the basketball decision making process than he has been in prior years. That is now reported you know I, yeah that is now reported so so a reason to believe that that is fact in some in some way shape or for form. reference though you were at a nine on the world yeah okay scale, uh, so so i'll, I'll, so I'll quickly 10, i'll quickly flip over 11. to to on the court because as patrick was alluding to before i just you know went where i wanted to go <laughs> like I think that I've identified it as a little bit more, a little bit more of a flip the switch kind of team. They still have significant roster issues as far as I'm concerned, but they played very well in Boston. And that was significant in a lot of ways because it showed that they could on the road. And like you said, Patrick should have won. And one of their issues this year has just been finishing games, uh, but they, they played only eight guys, right? And Kamingo would have been one of them had he been healthy for that game. But they played only eight guys. So it was basically a playoff rotation that they threw out there. I mean, they managed that game like it was a playoff game. They played good defense. And then they, but they lose. So it's like, all right, well, kind of a bit of a moral victory still. They follow that up with a win over Cleveland on the road in which Steph, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond are are all resting. So it was like, so it was like, oh my god, like the Kings dub, right? So it's like, okay, they actually went like three and two on a little road trip or something here. It's like, oh my god, this is great, right? They're about to come back home where they've now proceeded to lose four in a row. Uh, So the whole season's just weirdly flipped now. But it's a Durantless Nets who I don't switch. I don't think. Thank you. Uh, who I don't think had won a game with Durant out. They probably they might have. Nonetheless, not the Nets that they had been all year. And, you know, sure enough, what happens if they lose? And 
look, the main issue this year is that they're, they're both just bang average in terms of offensive and defensive efficiency. It's more frustrating that they can't really seem to play defense to save their life. I have some faith that they'll put together offense when they need to, when they need it. And if you remember last year, they were almost borderline historic defensively to start the season and then clearly showed at times throughout the rest of the year that they could play top-notch defense. And they haven't they just haven't shown that at all. And I think the strategy of we'll figure out the offense. Like, we've got enough talented guys to figure out, even though it doesn't always look pretty. Like, we'll figure it out when it matters. I think that's fair. And they've started to flip the switch a little bit defensively and be a little better here. Eighth. In a defensive rating in the last 15 games, saw it in Boston, but they just turn it off at the stupidest times, and their fourth quarter execution has been horrible. And, you know, I think it's just a bit of a focus and effort issue. And I think that also bleeds over to offense because only 22% of their shots are at the rim, and that is by far the lowest of the league. Like, they do not get to the basket. And, you know, Steph can... But he's a little older. I don't think he really wants to as much anymore. I don't think he wants to as much anymore. I think he did in the playoffs. It was kind of a thing last year. Like, Steph's not getting to the basket. Steph's not getting the basket. Then he starts to do it in the playoffs. Clay definitely doesn't want to. Uh, Poole doesn't want to or can't as well can't. as we thought. I can't. mean, I think he can. I think he's far more enamored can't. with his three-point shooting than he should be, to be quite frank. Can't. I think he definitely can't. could. And can Wiggins is seems to ebb and flow between whether he wants to take the time to drive or not. Wiggins and Kuminga actually does. Uh, so that's kind of nice. And Draymond's. What about Draymond? Uh, I mean, yeah, Draymond almost exclusively scores at the basket. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I don't have an issue with that. But you know, their 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 three point rate Simmons. is the second highest in the league behind Dallas. Their fifth and three point percentage is a team like they're they'll be fine there. Their shooting will be fine. But taking to you know, going to the basket takes effort. It takes intensity. Obviously a lot of their guys are a little bit older now. And Poole and Wiggins seem to sometimes think that they're more jump shooters when they should think that they're guys who should get to the basket a little bit more. Uh, and wow, well, I mean, it's just like I think they might even tell you that. But I, I get, I get it for some of the older guys not trying to push that hard for much of the year. But you know, Wiggins and Poole should be really carrying a lot more offensively than they are, and I think that's getting to the basket. So my point is, my worry skills probably down to a bit of an eight because even if they do oh. or maybe a seven because even if they do kind oh. of flip the switch a little bit more here and start to lock in they still are going to have issues that i think stops them from going over the, a 15 game stretch like 12 and 3 right like they still just need to rattle off a few nice chunks of like 10 to 12 games here where they're seven and three through 10 games, eight and two. Like I just want to see a little bit of a stretch and they've got a difficult schedule. So they're going to be playing difficult opponents for the rest of the season. I just need to see a stretch here. Eight and two, seven and three, you know, like with some good defense and I'll be the worry skill will start to go down a little bit. And I think that's, that's really just honestly, my bottom line with this team is like, 
again, I don't think effort's going to magically fix their issues and they're all of a sudden going to be the Warriors that we think we know or that they could be last year. Like, again, I still think that this roster's different and there's issues here, but can they go a little bit harder? I think so. And they need to. So. They do need to because they're sitting one game below 500. 500. Right in there. I think it's halftime. 10th. It is halftime. Half so that's but all right, I, I've uh, you know, not even wait, a Warriors oh, fan. I'm just a 49ers a fan anyway. So, oh wait, we've played a half game, and the Warriors are losing. Mm. That's correct. Bump them. They're down. currently tied with the Thunder. Just kidding. They're not playing the Thunder. But they, <laughs> they are, are half tied game with above the thunder, the thunder, as we all predicted at the beginning of the season. Yeah, we did. We definitely did do that. Well, I mean, all right. Keep an eye on some of these storylines. Keep an eye on what, uh, you know, happens with the Warriors <laughs> and ownership and if Bob Myers gets signed again. But that's that's in June. You said contract negotiations. Yeah, I mean, I think it probably ends I guess like July first. A lot, of- which is also weird. Which is, I mean, which is also when free agency starts for the NBA. So I don't really. I mean, there's not really a good time to like. I guess after the trade deadline, but they wouldn't make any sense to end your contracts for GMs like in the middle of the season. But yeah, whatever. Well, this could be an interesting swing in the Warriors dynasty here. Um, with how basketball operations are handled here in the future. Give it to assistant, I don't know what his technical title is, but uh, Kirk Lakeup. Kaminga? Lakeup, his son. Nepotism, huh? Love it. You'll love to see it here. Yeah, no Joe and Big Kirk. Men. Great. Like father, like son. All right. Well, whew. Good basketball takes, guys. Sort of spicy here. Big night here for Philly fans. And we'll see how this Grizz-Warriors game ends. Um, obviously rooting for the Warriors. Rooting for the Dubs. Because I guess I have to. Your co-host. Just kidding. Just kidding. You know who I'm not rooting for? The San Francisco 49ers. That's right. Transition segue that's into right. football. America's favorite pastime, baby. And guess what? <laughs> Did you guess it? We got a no country for big men bowl in the goddamn NFC championship. My God. I mean, what, what more could you want? What more could you want? Uh, we got the Philadelphia Eagles facing off against San Francisco 49ers in Philly on Sunday. First game. Probably should be the last game. Uh, actually, both these games are going to be good. Uh, many storylines to follow. No country for big men bowl in the NFC Championship game. This is this is as close as we can get. We're, we're, we're tasting what a Sixers-Warriors finals would feel like. Don't think any of us predicted this at the start of the season. Debo, CMC, Elijah Mitchell did not practice today. Jack, how you feeling about yeah, that? Literally doesn't mean. <laughs> They're gonna play. They're gonna play. Nope. All out. They they will definitely play. How we feeling, boys? How we feeling, Jack? Are you 
You mad at RJ yet? RJ, you piss at Jack? I mean, there hasn't been too much trash talking yet between us three and the GM. So what, what are you guys looking forward to most in this game? Like, what, I mean, give me, give me your thoughts. How are we feeling? It's nothing really to be mad about. I'm feeling very confident for this game. I wouldn't blame Jack if he's feeling confident too. I think an interesting aspect of this game is kind of how each team has constructed itself. Um, very run-heavy approach, line-dominant play. I do think Eagles might have a slightly worse defensive line than the um, Niners do. Still have like elite pass rushers, edge players, but I do think the Eagles have the better offensive line. And I think that'll probably be the difference in the game because I think what the Eagles have shown throughout the season is that they can beat you in multiple ways, even if the ground game isn't working. Whereas I think San Francisco does rely a little bit more on the ground game for everything else to blossom around it. Purdy's been fantastic, but what's he going to do when he's down a little bit, when he's with a little deficit and he's got to come back in a game that matters, Jack, what's going to happen then? Purdy going to shit his pants? <laughs> no. They will win. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> good take. Good take. Good take. I mean, look, I've been I've been kind of waiting for the Purdy shoot to drop here or him to show why he was chosen last. Uh, but he's been super great and exactly what they've asked him to do and he's in the picture perfect situation i'm not exactly saying anything revolutionary here uh about san francisco and but but i will say that the what is sort of funny is that i mean the offense took the big leap when christian mccaffrey got there and then jimmy g got hurt and then brock purdy took over so so they were you know i mean purdy deserves a lot of credit for being as good as he has been which is precisely again what the 49ers need he's he seems very he seems very smart he seems to process the game very well I've seen a few breakdowns where he seems to sometimes even go sort of out not necessarily outside the structure of the play but like quickly identify you know what what the matchup is and go for it like because it is a bit of a like you know I heard somebody sorry to whoever said this I forget but they called it, you know, a bit of a paint-by-numbers offense, which, like, for a quarterback, it definitely, you know, definitely is. And, and I mean, God, if you had the playmakers that the Niners do, that's what precisely probably what you'd want. You're right. We've seen them pretty much control every game that they've been in since he's played, and this is an Eagles team that's, you know, pretty clearly been the best team in the NFC since week one. So NFL! Yeah, I mean, yeah, certainly. Yes. I mean, maybe, you know, I don't know. I mean, put a ring on it now. Certainly could and and, and yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know exactly what Philadelphia's run defense is like specifically. It seemed right. like that was kind of a bit of the struggle for their team, but at the same time, I mean, they had 70 sacks. The next highest team You're had 55. Right. That was the Chiefs. Like I mean, the, the defense, both these teams are just so stacked. I mean, they're outside of quarterback because I'd take, obviously, Mahomes and Burrow over over Hurts and Purdy. I, I thought you were about to say you'd take 
Purdy over Hurts. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> I, I thought you were just. I thought you were about to. No, I would not do that. Would have been funny if you. Said I would not that, do that. So. I was just gonna say like those two rosters are absolutely stacked. It's very clearly the two best teams in the NFC, like by far. Uh, you know, but Dallas put some pressure on him. You know, and Purdy did well, but still, mm. I mean, you know, they still had to, you know, still had some moments where maybe could have been an interception, but wasn't. Um, He's had a lot of those. So I've noticed. You know, I guess I think they're two super even teams. I guess if I, you know, if you had to make a choice, you'd go with the team that I think. Yeah, Ryan said it has a better offensive line, has a better quarterback, and it's at home, right? So like, you, I mean, I would be silly to pick anything other than the Eagles. Not that I think that the 49ers can't win. You know, it isn't like. I you know forty nine ers win the game is anybody stunned no but like there's a reason why I'd be, I, I'll be shocked. I, I I would be there's stunned. a reason I'd why the shocked. Eagles are you know a few point favorites and probably you know probably yeah I mean I think both teams should feel good about their chances but the Eagles should be favored for a reason because they've been far more consistent and also like I said better quarterback. Probably better offensive line and uh, home field advantage. Wow. Checks one, two, three right there. Boom, bada, bing. That's how we say it over here in Philly. Does the loser, can we agree that the loser <laughs> has to buy the like NFC champion shirt of the other team? <laughs> well, if if you lose, you're buying two No, I'm not buying two t-shirts. Yeah, what, I'm I'm what do you mean? <laughs> So you want? That's so not how this works because you, it'd be you I either would, you two would be individually paying for one shirt. You would not be no no no. We no, would I was. I, I, yeah, two. we would. You we would get you. So you would two, get four shirts. shirts. Wait, I'm confused too. I'm thinking <laughs> that like if the Eagles no, no. win, to make it fair, to make if the Eagles win, to... you buy two shirts, one for me and one for RJ. If, no, the loser if, buys if their the... own shirt, but it just has to be of the opposing team. Oh. oh no! I'm burning. If oh, the I Niners thought... win, I'm burning that. No, shirt the point is that you have a 49ers NFC Championship shirt. I will never keep and that you have in to my wear possession. It. There's no obligation, and I have it. to. There's, there's. So you guys that want that? You guys want it. there to be that the loser has to purchase the shirt for the other person <laughs> yeah that's that's oh what I, I thought i thought we, were, we might do more of a loser has to then purchase the shirt of the team that like i would have to buy an eagle shirt or you guys would have to buy a 49ers nfc no, unless you're flying out here shirt. and making me wear that i will not wear that shirt maybe to wipe my ass with it but you guys are just sore yeah. losers then that's what it sounds like i mean scared chickens scared little <laughs> eagles over there as, but as anyways we're cracks we're scared chickens. but anyways because to make it fair because you would as you called out have to buy two shirts we will also buy two shirts if the Niners win and send you two shirts okay. each. I'm down. That's <laughs> so fine. You'll have one. I don't want to do that. The shirts are going to be $35. Yeah. NFL is going to be stupid. Up, up, I'm going to be sending you guys like $90. <laughs> 
With the Fanatics, like, $10 Sixers owner fee. I guess he's no longer the Sixers owner anymore or part owner, but whatever. And you know where that's getting funneled to, baby? That's getting funneled to James Harden's offshore bank account. Buying little known, probably, Uh, like, investments that are under somebody else's name that... Kayvon Thibodeau's uh, crypto? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's a fine deal by me. So, oh my God, Kaminga just yammed on Desmond Bain. He did just um, yam on him. That was funny. Mm. Um, uh, Yeah, I guess, you know, you guys covered the game pretty well. Both teams are stacked. Uh, These are the best teams in the NFC by far, just given roster construction alone and how they're playing right now with confidence. It is, I think it's going to come down to Cam Purdy play, like Ryan said, with, with when he's down or when they need him the most. And, you know, when, when the uh, last pick in the draft, when, when all your hopes and dreams are put on top of him, I mean, he seems like he's got confidence, but still uh, has he been put in these high-pressure pressure situations? Um, yeah, which, you know, neither has Jalen Hurts. Uh, wow. So, uh, I, you know... Like, he's had an incredible season, and I think he'll be fine. Bama National Championship game, dude. When he got he's pulled. He's definitely played there before. <laughs> uh, shut the hell up. Come on, dude. Um, he's been there. You know, I, I mean, mean, that's like, I, that's, you know, that's a fair point to make. And uh, But at the same time, like, yeah, it isn't as if I don't have, I don't know. I think he'll be fine. I think Jalen has He'll be fine, fine, but, I mean, he's going to have Hassan Reddick coming and about to tear his head off, like, every play. So, we'll see about that. I guess my last point is, when was when was Tom Brady drafted? Like, the fourth round or whatever? Sixth round, maybe? Sixth round. Sixth round. I thought you meant the year. It's like 2001. No. What, what round was he drafted? Sixth. Sixth. That's all I got to say. Wasn't... What? Isn't the seventh round the last round? Yeah, Purdy. It is. It is okay. What I was trying to say, I guess I got to explain it now, is that you can find a diamond in the rough, even when you're in the last two rounds. So it was a fucking last round, for my example. <laughs> but you could find a goat. You could find. I a goat. I appreciate your Purdy Brady comparison. I I'm also crossing my fingers that I guess that works out that way. I. Uh, well, actually, what I mean, you're, uh, to be honest, your your situation's f- fucked. You got Trey Lance, Jimmy G's no, it's gone. Not fucked. They might sure. have a quarterback for eight hundred thousand dollars a year for four years. <laughs> Jimmy G's off you the books what? after this year. Uh, you, I mean, what, how what's much stupid you, is you the paying? assets that they put into Trey Lance if it doesn't work out? Because you know, then they'd have a bunch of other first round picks on that roster. Uh, you know, and I mean, I don't know. You you know. I don't, you're not getting rid of him, Trey Lance, either way. I mean, hell, there's probably – you did a quarterback draft right now, there's probably a hell of a lot of GMs that would take Trey Lance over Brock Purdy just based off of concept Fair. alone. And, like, yeah. you know, again, I Purdy has been really good, and one of the things that seems to be the best for him is that, yeah, he doesn't really seem to get particularly rattled. Uh, but it also is kind of nice because – he is a little bit mobile, right? He's not somebody you're going to necessarily... I mean, he has rushed for a few touchdowns uh, beyond just QB sneaks. And he can kind of spin out of the pocket, replant, throw. Like, Jimmy G obviously can't do that. Uh, so, in a way, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of found, you know, 
found advantage that they were probably trying to get with Trey Lance too when they th- when they thought of drafting a player like him who can move around. Right. So it's like, yeah, it is fair to say that you know their their offense is certainly probably better than it's better than it's ever been, assuming Purdy can continue to just stay pretty you know in the moment and execute what he needs to execute but i mean yeah i i don't know i mean even there, like there's no way he's winning a super well, I, yeah i, I mean, I, mean no I, I yeah i mean if they do it's it's like like again the roster is so goddamn stacked they're a little it's bit so thin it's you know in the cornerback position and they've had some injuries and Traverius ward is fine not great, but he's fine. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean every level of everywhere, and that offense in particular, like they like again, I, you know, I don't mean to rip on Jimmy or even rip on Lance. Like the second they traded for McCaffrey, it's been by like by far the most talented talent they've had on that offense while anybody's been there. Like to give some credit to Jimmy the year that they went to the Super Bowl, their offensive line was better than it is now. But Emmanuel, you know, old Emmanuel Sanders, I guess Kittle is technically their number one weapon, but, like, Emmanuel Sanders was their number one wide receiver. Like, that's so... That's levels behind the weapons that they have. I mean, the running back was Mostert, who was fine for them, but, like, so... You know, I don't want to, like, totally rip the guys before, but Brock Purdy is, like... He's playing with, I mean, he's playing with Hall Juice. of Famers, if not all pro, like Trent Williams, Hall of Famer. Like, I don't know what the other guys will be by the end of their careers. And there's Hall of Famers in Bosa and probably Fred Warner. But like, I mean, my God. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, I would put them fourth in the odds to win the Super Bowl of the four teams remaining. <laughs> like, like I would not, crazy. I would not. You know, I I put them above. If if it was a Chiefs Niners Super Bowl, I they'd beat the Chiefs. Oh wow! Well, I don't know. I don't know if uh, well Mahomes, given his injury, I think that changes rest. everything. High ankle sprain. Is uh, Ray Ray McLeod a Hall of Famer? True. Yes. Yes, he is. Yes, he <laughs> Confirmed. is. Confirmed. Ray Ray Get the ball to Ray Ray more. That's Debo. No. Kittle. No. Ayuk. No. McCaffrey. No. Mitchell, no. Use check, no. Ray Ray. I will yes. say, who would you rather? Who would the Eagles rather face? Who would you rather face? Uh, probably Mahomes. Wow. Jesus. Is he okay? Like, mm. like, are we sure? Like, he seems kind of fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. I would take the Chiefs too, but not for. Like I. In a one-game sample, like, anything is possible. You know, obviously, yeah. if you're a massive underdog, that could possibly show. But, like, outcomes are so variable. It's more so, how do I react to the outcomes? Eagles win. I'm happy either way. I don't really care who we beat, honestly. I care more about who we beat in the NFC on the way to the Super Bowl than I do in the Super Bowl. But it's more so, I don't want to be the team that gave the Bengals their first Super Bowl. (laughs) If it's the Chiefs, easy write-off, Mahomes, Reed, Kelsey, Dynasty. If it's the Bengals, 
We're the freaking team that lost to the Bengals, and I don't want to do that. My prediction right now, uh, Eagles win 27-14 to against the Niners, and they face the Bengals in the Super Bowl and oh, beat the Bengals. Uh, yep. <laughs> I don't want to play the Chiefs. 27-14? That's a significant... It's a smacking. Um, Get smacked. <laughs> Unless it's a last Where was Ray Ray? Purdy pick six. Yeah, what we Ray, uh, Ray, Ray, Ray gets injured for his play. Ray He's Ray. out. <laughs> Healthy scratch. I don't want to <laughs> face the Chiefs. First of all, the Chiefs smacked the Niners earlier in the year. Joey B would do the same, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't think either are particularly ah! good matchups for the Niners, but I'd way rather face the Bengals. I mean, I would lick my lips for right. both of the defensive lines of our teams to go against that Bengals offensive line. It turned out the Bills offensive line might have, was actually the worse. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, I was going to say, they held their own when everyone but was I, the counting Bills them just out can't rush the, the passer, So, I just, you know, the significant difference between all the talent that the Eagles have on their defensive line and, and same with the Niners. And yeah, yeah. Please keep yourself muted during, during that time. <laughs> Do not. He's licking yeah, he's, yeah. Nope. See? That's precisely what we didn't want. Um, I like it. Plus, the 49ers already back. lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Like, I just. I just. Ooh, like, I, understandable for you. I just don't. Like, I'd honestly rather just lose somebody else and be like, whatever. Like, All right, prediction. That prediction. Prediction. Oh, mine? Do you want to yeah. score, too? Nah, whatever. Whatever you're um, well, I mean, Could be funny, too. Doesn't have to be serious. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know. I'll say Eagles 17, Niners 12. There's another defensive... It's a game, disgusting all right. Game. Well, yeah, RJ. I don't think this is gonna be. I don't. What's the over under on this one? Sixty. No, it's not. It's it's not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't have the lines in front of me. Eagles forty one, Niners thirty eight. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Isn't that, I like it. Wasn't that the score of the Eagles Super Bowl? Last week, we beat the remember. Giants with the same score that we beat the Vikings beat the in the Vikings. NFC Championship. I like where your mind's at. That would be a very oh, intense yeah. NFC Championship game because sweat and bullets are in that Super Bowl. It's one of the best games I've ever seen. Um, best sporting Over, under, ever seen. according to Caesars Sportsbook, at least when it opened, was 46. Eagles are gonna get them, get it there themselves. So twenty forty-seven. Twenty. I don't know. There. Okay. Well, there you have it. We got a no country for big men bowl this weekend, Sunday, first game of the day. I think it's at two o'clock central time, three Eastern. Yep. So make sure you get nice and liquored up for that one. It'll be fun. Keep us in your thoughts when you're watching that game. We'll be talking shit. Like maybe, you know, it'd be fun if we did like a Discord or something. People could join. But whatever. I don't give a shit. Uh, there you go. Uh, Lake Up taking over the Warriors. Mad Max is actually mad. Rest in peace to the late King Tut. R.I.P. R.I.P. 
All right, let's get to everyone's favorite segment of the show, shoutouts. Uh, last week, I think we started with Jack. So once again, getting moved back. And we're going to start with uh, the vivacious, the beautiful, the majestic bald eagle. Who you got for your shoutouts this week? My shout-out is to Omar at Indoor Hoops Pickup Run. Very good player, even though he doesn't try and often calls for fouls that are pretty ghosty. Uh, He might have cracked my rib. I don't know. My rib has not felt good for a while. Feels uncomfortable. So, shout-out to you. Physical. Hey, that's what that's what we sign up for right there. Anti, shout out. Alright. Gold digger. What do you got? Um, I'm gonna give a shout out to the guy behind the Brooklyn Nets bench today at the Philadelphia 76ers game who was dressed in a 49ers jersey and a 49ers hat in Philadelphia at that 76ers game that happened moments ago. I don't know his name, obviously. Um, I had never seen him before in my life, but I saw him on the TV, and I was like, hell yeah, that's that's awesome. So, so go that guy. Shout out to that guy. I guess. Fuck him. Uh, my first shout out, it's funny. RJ, it's funny you have a pickup shout out which I guess wasn't really shout out on the end because one of my shout outs is a guy that I played pickup with. But uh, first shout out would go to Miss SS, Sonia Swanson, got accepted into her first law school the other day. So a uh, very big moment for her and her future. You know, I was with her uh, when she was studying and grinding for the LSAT. So this is a huge moment for her. Uh, UCLA, Bruins, rawr, bears. So... Uh, first and many to come. So, shout out to you, Soners. Uh, second shout out goes to someone who doesn't even know my name. Uh, but his, I know his name, and I, his name is PJ. He also has a stage name, Kid Craze. I could send you guys the link to his new song that he dropped. Because <laughs> I got added to a pickup GM where everyone says when they're going to go play pickup at the new indoor court i'm at and one that one of his friends was like yo he released a new song you know spread spread the word at cocc um, you know, not at cocc yeah um, somebody gave me their mixtape once there really yeah i didn't i never listened to it could could have been him could have been him i hope but you still anyway, hold my crying you know pj he uh he best player in the gym i was on his team you know last week i didn't win a game uh pickup this time, yesterday, undefeated. Couldn't be stopped. And I played well, too. Wasn't wasn't just PJ carrying, but uh, he did he did play extremely well. And no one can stop him. So, you know, when you're on a good person's team, makes a difference. So, shout out to you, PJ. Um, yeah, Kid Craze, too. Go check him out, I guess. Kid there you go. Craze. All right, there we go, boy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, episode 43. A classic, a classic all-timer. Uh, here we are, almost at the all-star break. LeBron, is he going to pass Kareem scoring, all-time scoring leader? You might see it. We might witness history here soon. Uh, Mad Max? 
Lake up. Take it out there. All right. Stay tuned, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, we'll be back in two weeks. We're recording this on a Wednesday, the 25th of January. You know the drill. No country for big men. We're here to stay. (laughs) All right. That's it, everyone. Have a good night.